0: Welcome back to episode 20 of She Existed, the podcast wherein I, Ashlyn Romagnoli, share the story of a woman of history and or legend previously unknown to me. Today, I'm going to talk to you about Cleopatra Thea, the queen consort of Syria and ruler of the Hellenistic Seleucid Empire living around 164 to 121 BCE. Look, okay, let's address the elephant in the room right now she is not that Cleopatra. And in fact, there are like a metric fuck ton of Cleopatras living like in and around this time. And they do appear to have mostly been related. And I mean, like the name is pretty cool. So I understand it's reuse even within the same generation, Um, but it is confusing. So like, for example, our Cleopatra's mom was Cleopatra II or Cleopatra II as I've been calling her in my head. And our Cleopatra's sister was also Cleopatra the or Cleopatra three, as I've been calling her. <laughs> in case you're curious, that Cleopatra, the super famous one that you definitely thought of when I mentioned Cleopatra Thea's name, was Cleopatra seven. So even though she only lived like a hundred or so years later, and even though not every Cleopatra went in numerical order like ours is. Cleopatra Thea and her sister was the third after her mom was the second blah 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 we already get to the seven in like a super short amount of time so yeah a lot of Cleopatra's in this family um in every generation for sure uh sometimes multiples per generation and frankly like there is just a lot of name recycling in general in this time, and with this family, and these extended families, so just bear with me. I'm gonna try to keep everyone as distinct as possible, but there are, like, 50 Cleopatras, like, a billion Antiochuses, like, (sighs) yeah. So, as if it's not confusing enough that there is, like, a bonkers Targaryen amount of incest in these families, like, they also all have the same names. So it's challenging, but I'm going to try to keep this all uh, organized for you as we go. So bear with me. So let's start with the embarrassing fact, and God, I feel like I have so many of these here, um, that I had actually never heard of the uh, Seleucid Empire, Seleucid, I don't even fucking know how to pronounce it, whatever, Seleucid Empire, um, even though it lasted for a couple hundred years, uh, and it was pretty damn big. And again, I actually like history, so I'm going to assume that many of you probably haven't heard of it either. So quick rundown. Basically, after Alexander the Great, of whom I am assuming you have heard, you know, like the legendary ruler of Macedonia, who was, and to quote a source of the time, quite excessively keen on boys. Anyway, after Alexander died, his massive, groundbreaking empire fractured, as is the want of many an empire both before and since. A friend and former general of his took a huge chunk of the empire that included Babylonia and a bunch of the Near Eastern territories and created the Seleucid Empire, which was a major center of Hellenistic culture. Now, I also know that you're probably familiar with Hellenistic culture. Think, like, deliciously realistically carved statues, the invention of philosophies like Stoicism and Epicureanism, the flourishing of the sciences and maths through, like, Euclid and Archimedes. Uh, As like with many ancient empires, the Seleucid Empire was a bit of a melting pot, culturally speaking, covering a variety of peoples like Greeks, Persians, Assyrians, Armenians, Jews. Not always peacefully, but, you know, there you have it. They would have worshipped many gods and goddesses, but for our own context, Mater Magna was almost certainly in that list, so that is cool. So since the Seleucid Empire started around 312 BCE and ended around 63 BCE, Cleopatra Thea, born in 164 to Ptolemy VI and Cleopatra II, was right smack dab in the middle of its existence and strength. She grew up in Egypt, and may have been engaged to her uncle at one point. So, like, let's be very clear again. I mentioned this briefly, but let's be clear. Incest was pretty much considered a big thumbs-up positive in a lot of royal families at this time. Like, you gotta keep the bloodlines pure, you know? Um, but he married her sister instead. <laughs> uh, so, Cleopatra Thea married one Alexander Balas instead of her uncle. Alexander was, like, not the best ruler, really, as his reign is widely considered to be the beginning of the end for the empire. However, his marriage to Cleopatra Thea was a huge deal, and they even had special coins minted for the occasion that depicted the two of them together, which was, in and of itself, a pretty unusual thing at the time. In fact, Cleopatra Thea is actually depicted in front of Alexander and with divine imagery, which some interpret as meaning that she may have been the real power in the relationship. They had one son, Antiochus VI. Antiochus Six, as we'll call him, because it's more fun to say it that way. So as I mentioned, Alexander, not the super best king, and also not long for this world. In 145 BCE, he was killed during a pretty insane-seeming war with Demetrius II, Demetrius II, in which everyone, including Thea's own father, and thus Alexander's own father-in-law, uh, kept switching sides and betraying everyone else. Alexander was possibly killed not long after this war began, when two of his own generals decided to switch sides. Now, Thea would not be unmarried long. After her dad basically ensured the death of her first husband, he also kicked the bucket, but not before ensuring her marriage to Demetrius II, the recent opposition of the battle, and actually a pretty young dude himself, clocking in at like 14 when they get married. And here's like one of the really fucked up bits. So he may have set himself up as a kind of co ruler with Antiochus VI. Remember, that's Cleopatra Thea's son with her first husband that he was fighting against, who was weirdly enough, who's, like, probably around the same age as Demetrius II himself. So, and yeah, like, I don't even know how this war worked exactly. Like, Demetrius II was the opposition, he was on the other side, but he was, like, super young at the time. So, anyway, um, his opposition dies. Cleopatra Thea's father determines that he is going to marry uh, his daughter, Cleopatra Thea, and then he decides that he is going to kind of co-rule with Cleopatra Thea's son by her first husband. So kind of like this, this is super legit, because not only did I conquest the shit out of this place, but also, look, there's kind of a continued lineage through marrying the former king's wife and co-ruling with his son. Uh, but then he probably had Antiochus VI killed. Either that or Antiochus VI died during surgery, which I feel like it wasn't uncommon to die during surgery back then, but it's pretty fucking convenient. All right. So, uh, don't worry, Demetrius who does get his eventually, like we all do, um, but first it gets so much weirder than even this, and as a reminder, the weirdness here is that Cleopatra Thea is married to a guy who's at war with this other guy on the other side, her father betrays her husband, he gets killed, so then she has to marry a dude from the opposition who then has her son murdered. Cool. So Demetrius II and Thea do have a couple of kids. And then in 139 BCE, he's actually captured during a battle with the Parthians because gotta have a war going at all times. It's like mandatory at this time period. So Demetrius II gets captured. This is the, the second husband of Thea, And then his younger brother, Antiochus Seven, So not the Antiochus VI, who's the son of the wife that he maybe had murdered, but this is his own brother. And I don't think there's any relationship between these specific Antiochuses, but to be honest, the family trees of these people kind of look like a cat's cradle, so maybe. But anyway, Demetrius II's little brother, Antiochus Seven decides to, uh, keep the throne warm for his brother, as it were. And how better to solidify that claim to the throne than, you guessed it, to marry Cleopatra Thea. Now, I'm not sure how this was really justified since everyone knew Demetrius II was still alive. But yeah, uh, Demetrius II still kicking it in captivity. But in the meantime, his brother takes his throne, takes his wife, and they then have their own kid who is named, you guessed it, Antiochus 9 Don't even try keeping up. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to keep reminding you of who everyone is in this story. So at this point, Antiochus seven, who is the current husband of Cleopatra Thea, is still actually fighting a war. Against the people who captured his brother, Demetrius II. These are the Parthians. Like, you would have thought that this would be some sort of arranged betrayal deal. Like, where Antiochus VII, the younger brother, is like, Oh my god, if you guys capture my brother, then, like, I'll be ruler, and then we'll be out." No. No. I'm not sure anyone in this episode actually understands the concept of an ally. So, everyone is just, like, fighting each other and going super ham on having enemies. So Antiochus VII is still at war with the same people who have his brother captured, which worked out well for him, but whatever, he's still fighting them. The war keeps going on for a really long fucking time. So about 10 years after Demetrius II's imprisonment, the Parthians are like, hmm, these people seem really great at ruining their own lives. So let's release Demetrius too. Let him go beef with his brother, Antiochus VII, who again, sidled into his brother's throne and was banging his wife for a decade. So probably have some stuff to work out. Maybe both of them will die. I don't know. That would have been a pretty fucking cool scenario to see play out. But believe it or not, fucking Antiochus VII just dies fighting that same year. So like, let's talk about how weird this is. Like, can you believe this? 10 years of fighting, whatever, like nothing that major happens. And then in one year, um, the Parthians cook up this insane Game of Thrones plot of like crazy manipulative sibling rivalry. Let's pit them against each other. Maybe they'll destroy each other. They hatch this plan. And then like the drama is totally killed because the other guy, one of the guys, just like dies in battle after a decade of managing to not get killed in battle. So we don't really get to see that throwdown, unfortunately. But you know who this does work out for? Cleopatra Thea, because she doesn't have to make an awkward choice between you know husband two or his brother, husband three. Um, Demetrius two comes home after his brother slash his wife's husband has has died you come home and it's like, okay, well, let's just rule again like we used to back in the good old days, right after your father betrayed your first husband for me, but before I was captured by the enemy and you married my brother. Let's return to those glorious days. Okay, again, I'm going to keep restating this insanity as often as possible because it's confusing and insane and like completely delicious. I would 100% watch a telenovela version of this. Okay, so a second chance for Demetrius II and Cleopatra Thea. How romantic. Uh, Only, like, people really don't like Demetrius, too. He's rumored to be super cruel, super crappy, probably kind of weird, and also, after, like, over a decade of constant war, the Empire is not in great shape. There are wars to contend with, tons more drama, and frankly, I do not know how your marriage can come back from I spent a decade married to your brother. Finally, in a truly excellent icing on the cake moment, Demetrius II's mother in law, so this would be Cleopatra Thea's mom, Cleo II, that we shouted out earlier, tries to use Demetrius II in her own bizarre sibling drama against her brother, one of the Ptolemies, I don't remember which, and it's just like not going well. So Cleopatra Thea, who is at this point exhibited like zero loyalty to anyone ever whatsoever, is just like, fuck you! And according to one source, abandoned Demetrius II, and according to another, actively ordered his death. Either way, Demetrius II died, and it was kind of sad, like he was captured and killed on a boat. Alone. Boo. Okay, so back to Cleopatra Thea, the the star of this episode. After Demetrius II's death, who is both uh, her second and, in a way of looking at it, fourth husband since he came back around, their eldest son took the throne— but apparently, uh, she wasn't really vibing with whatever her elder son had on offer, and you guessed it, she had him murdered. This is not a happy family, if you couldn't tell. Uh, Cleopatra Thea, like, we don't really know all that much about her specifically, exactly as a human being, uh, but the evidence points to, like, pretty much in it to win it for Cleopatra Thea and pretty much no one else. Okay, so her older son. Has successfully been murdered. She's not married anymore. Cleopatra Thea has four pretty chill years ruling. What is it? What we now call Syria. To keep the sexes quiet, she was officially sharing the throne with one of her younger sons, uh, with Demetrius II, who was yet another Antiochus. This time, uh, number eight. But again, coins minted at this time sort of confirm that she was the power here. She's in front of her son, and her name comes first. Antiochus VIII proves to be less controllable than Cleopatra Thea would like as he begins to grow up. And she's like, you know what? Uh, I have another son, Antiochus IX, who could also be a potential co regent. So Cleopatra Thea decides to go with her old standby for getting her way murder. She decides to poison a nice, refreshing beverage that she offers to Antiochus VIII upon his return from working out. As you know, we all get very thirsty. After getting shredded. But he is suspicious because apparently Cleopatra Thea uh, has never really been super maternal or kind or interested in his hydration previously. So he smartly uh, refuses to drink it and, in fact, forces Cleopatra Thea to imbibe her own poison chalice. And that, my friends, is how Cleopatra Thea finally died in 121 BCE outliving all of her husbands and uh, several of her family members, many of whom she had killed. Woo! Thank you for bearing with me through this twisty-turny family drama insanity. If you want to know more, you can look up Cleopatra Thea, C-L-E-O-P-A-T-R-A-T-H-E-A, Demetrius II, D-E-M-E-T-R-I-U-S 2. And I said that in a sad voice because a lot of historians feel like he kind of got screwed his whole life. Like, he was, like, 14 when he was first married off to this, like, clearly, like, amazing but also psychotic woman. And then she killed him. Uh, okay, this Seleucid Empire that I really can't pronounce, but here's how you spell it. S-E-L-E-U-C-I-D Empire. You can spell that. Hellenistic period. H-E-L-L-E-N-S-T-I-C period. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Try not to murder your loved ones. Bye!